Hello, how are you? I wanted to start off this podcast by wishing you all a very happy New Year's and I hope 2022, all your dreams come through. Today's podcast is about the disappearance of an Irish teen, Amy Fitzpatrick. I'm going to go into Amy's life before she went missing and some events that have happened after her disappearance. I've read various stories and I've done a lot of research on her case. And what I found is that it's clear that Amy wasn't happy living in Spain and wanted to go back home to Ireland. She was meant to go back to visit her family on Boxing Day or St. Stephen's Day, as we call it here in Ireland, in 2007. But her mother changed her mind because she wanted to spend New Year's with her partner, Amy's stepdad, Dave Mahon. This, according to Amy's friends, left her completely devastated. But Audrey said she was planning to take Amy to Ireland in February of 2008 and had her bags packed already for the trip. She also had a difficult relationship with Dave and is quoted as saying, he makes my skin crawl by her friend Ashley. Amy would regularly stay over at friends' houses for days on end and is even reported to have slept in a field because she was so miserable with her life at home. Amy was not enrolled at school in the three months prior to her disappearance and her previous school year was sporadic. Parents of her friends have said that she would turn up at their houses in the middle of the day looking for someone to hang out with. They've also said she appeared to be malnourished and dirty. The newspaper, The Sunday World, published excerpts from Amy's diary where she writes how she smelled of dog crap hadn't showered in two years and how she hoped one day to paint her cardboard box. Obviously I've paraphrased but that was basically what she'd said. In August of 2008 the lawyer's office of Dave and Audrey was broken into. What was taken was a laptop which was used in the search for Amy and a Nokia cell phone which belonged to Amy. In June 2009 Audrey received a call from a man with an African accent who asked if she was Amy's mother when she said that she was he went on to say the following that he knew that that Amy had been abducted and that she was in Madrid that Audrey was not to contact the police and that he would contact her later on he sent her a message later on from a different phone number asking if she could pay 500,000 euro It has now been found out that both numbers were from prepaid phones and had never been registered. The one thing that sticks out for me in Amy's case is Amy's phone. Her friend Ashley is adamant that Amy left with that phone on the night she disappeared. Apparently Amy had two phones. One was her Irish phone and the other phone was a Spanish registered one. Her Spanish phone was broken so Amy used her Irish phone save numbers on it and to listen to music. Ashley says Amy phoned her mom at one point during the sleepover and used her Irish cell phone to get the number from it. That phone was found in Amy's bedroom after she went missing. I mean if Amy never made it home then how did her phone? Another really sad factor in this case is Amy's brother Dean. He was fatally stabbed by his stepfather Dave Mahon. 
in May of 2013. He was 23 years old. He and Dave had supposedly got into an argument over a water bottle when Dave states Dean walked into the night. Dave was sentenced to seven years in prison in 2016 for manslaughter. Just before his sentencing, Amy's mother married Dave. So what I'd like to know is what happened to Amy? Did she make it home? If not, then how did her phone? Did she run away? And if she did, how has she been supporting herself since then? Or was she abducted? The disappearance of Amy Fitzpatrick. Amy was a 15-year-old Irish girl who disappeared after leaving her friend's house in 2008 on New Year's Day. Amy was born on February the 7th, 1992 in Dublin, Ireland to Audrey and Christopher Fitzpatrick. And she had an older brother, Dean. In 2004, when Amy was 12 years old, her parents divorced and she moved to Malaga, Spain, which is a very popular destination for UK and Irish expats. She moved there with her mom, her brother and her stepfather, Dave. The family relocated to a gated community. After their divorce, Amy's parents became estranged and her father, Christopher Fitzpatrick, stayed in Ireland while his children moved to Spain. But he claims that they stayed in touch. Amy and Dean would go and visit their father whenever they could. In fact, Amy was supposed to fly to Dublin on December 26, 2007 to spend the rest of the Christmas holidays and New Year's with her father. After Christmas went by, Amy spent the whole of the day of December the 31st with her close friend Ashley. Amy was babys helping babysit Ashley's little brother at their home and spent most of the day at home. They only went out for a few hours to go to the markets. Then they came back and Amy left her friend's house at around 10pm. She was supposed to walk back home, which was only two kilometres away. But since then, Amy has never been seen. Sad thing is, Amy was not reported missing until January the 3rd. <clears throat> as soon as the Spanish police were alerted, the investigation immediately began and the Spanish Civil Guard officers started looking for Amy, especially in the areas around the route in which Amy had walked home that night. A helicopter and sniffer dogs were also used in the search. Amy's mother, Audrey, told the police that the last time she heard from her daughter was on the morning of January the 1st. When Amy had called her mother to wish her a happy New Year's. She also stated that Amy did not have a history of running away and she believed she didn't leave on her own accord. Amy's father, Christopher, reached Malaga to help search for his daughter. Not long after their daughter went missing, Audrey Fitzpatrick hired private investigators, the same ones that worked on the Madeleine McCann's case to help find Amy. Both the police and the media soon started investigating into Amy's life prior to her disappearance, interviewing her friends, teachers and acquaintances. They soon discovered that Amy's life was not very stable. Amy had not been enrolled in any school in Spain since 2006 and many people that knew her stated that she was extremely unhappy in Spain and wanted to come back to Ireland. It also emerged that Amy used to stay away from her house for days at times, often sleeping at her friends' houses, and the odd times she even slept in a field. 
Some of her friends also stated that Amy smoked marijuana, went to nightclubs and bars, and that she looked extremely malnourished and unhappy. Some of her friends' mothers reported that Amy would often go to their houses during school days, asking if she could see their daughters, and they would end up welcoming her, her in and giving her food. Ashley's mother, Debbie, one of the last people to see Amy before she went missing, stated that Amy was extremely sad when she showed up at her house because her trip to Ireland had been cancelled by her mother and her stepfather. Debbie also told the press that despite the images and the stories about Amy that were going around, she was actually a very quiet and shy and lovely girl. Debbie also stated that Amy was scared of her stepfather, Dave, and she once said that he made her skin crawl. Debbie and Ashley were able to confirm to the police that Amy had no money when she left their house. Even though it has never been confirmed, some witnesses stated that she, the night she went missing, Amy may have been seen with an older man. Sometimes after her disappearance, it emerged that in 2005, the mother of one of Amy's friends sent a letter to the Irish Embassy in Madrid, asking the authorities to take interest in Amy's welfare. In the handwritten letter, the woman said that Amy was very unhappy in Spain, that she was scared for her safety, and that she would probably disappear. Amy's mother, Audrey, acknowledged the existence of that letter, but she said the woman who wrote the letter used it as a way to make money. Audrey stated that the woman wanted to keep Amy with her in her house, and she even considered not very respectable, respectable, and that she had threatened her over the phone to get Amy back home. However, people who knew this woman stated that she lived in a very stable environment and that Amy was safe living there. Amy's father stated that he knew about the letter and that he took it extremely seriously. The thesis that Amy was unhappy in Spain was sustained, but some excerpts of the girl's personal diary that were published by the media sometime after her disappearance. It emerged that she felt extremely lonely, that she missed her life in Ireland, and that she had to forge for food in bins. Amy Fitzpatrick and Dave Mahan strongly, sorry, Audrey Fitzpatrick and Dave Matten strongly denied the accusations that Amy was neglected and that she had an unstable life. That she was scared of Dave, also stating that she was not going to school because she was being bullied. As far as I know, Audrey and Dave were never named suspects in the disappearance of Amy. Authorities could not determine if Amy got home before she disappeared. However, a cell phone that belonged to Amy, that pink Nokia phone, was found in her house after she went missing. Debbie and Ashley swear that Amy had that phone on her when she left their house on January the 1st. So if the phone was found at the house, does that mean Amy made it home and disappeared shortly after? We'll probably never know. In August 2008, a few months after Amy went missing, the home of Dave Mahan was broken, of Dave Mahan and Audrey's Fitzpatrick's lawyers was broken into. And a laptop that was used in the search for Amy that contained important information about the case, along with Amy's pink Nokia phone, were stolen. The Fitzpatrick's and the police, since no expensive or financially valuable stuff was stolen, were not sure that the robbery's target was specifically information about the case. In 2012, Audrey and Dave claimed 
to have been contacted through Facebook by the underworld. And they were told that Eric Lucky Wilson, a convicted murderer who was convicted to 23 years in prison in Spain for killing an Englishman outside a bar in June 2010, was responsible for Amy's murder. Wilson was also linked to at least 10 different murders and Audrey and Dave credited the tip as credible. And they believed that Wilson, who was 24 years old in 2008, was the man who was seen with Amy the night she disappeared. However, police stated that he was not in Spain when Amy went missing and Wilson was never questioned about the case, which is kind of odd because even if somebody had seen or thought they'd seen, he should have been questioned either way. Now we're going to jump forward to May 26, 2013, which was Amy's older brother, Dean, who was 23 at the time, was found dead on the streets outside the apartment that his mother shared with his stepfather, Dave Mann, in Malahide in Dublin. Dean had been killed by a single stab wound inflicted by his stepfather, Dave, who claimed that Dean was the one who approached him with the knife and the killing was an accident. He said he was not guilty of murder. Mann's legal team sustained that forensic evidence did not contradict their client's account, but the prosecution believed that Mann, in a drunk and agitated state, willingly killed his stepson. An argument had pursued over a water bottle that Dean had supposedly taken belonging to his stepfather, Dave Mann. And that's how he ended up dead. Audrey Fitzpatrick very quickly forgave Dave Mahan and she married him and stayed devoted to him from until now, stating that the death of her son was the sad result of an accident. Amy and Dean's father, Christopher, stated that he believed the sentence should have been longer and that he believed that the reason his son died was because he asked his stepfather questions because he believed his stepfather killed his sister. In 2016, the Spanish police stated that the case was still open and that even though they were even though they were considering any theory, they believed that Amy left on her own accord and she was not kidnapped. Amy's family believes that people in Spain who knew Amy and knew about the case and appealed for anybody to come forward with any information that they may have. In 2020, the Spanish police told the press that they believed that more than one person was involved in Amy's disappearance after they were tipped by a woman who overheard a conversation between her boyfriend and a British gangster who was named a suspect. Talking about burying Amy's body, the woman was also heard the gangster saying that he was infatuated with Amy. The, the suspect is now serving time in prison in the UK. He refused to talk to Spanish detectives. And as of now, the case remains open and the police are still investigating the disappearance of Amy. I may not be an expert, but my opinion is that Amy's mother and stepfather are not involved in any way in the disappearance of Amy. For the simple reason that the stepfather spent every cent that he had to follow leads and travel to areas where Amy was spotted in. And it left him absolutely broke. He ended up so broke that him and his partner at the time, Audrey, needed to move back to Ireland. <clears throat> I believe that the reason that they spent the amount of money on trying to find Amy was because that they felt guilt 
over the treatment of Amy when Amy was alive. As for her father, who claims to have a really close relationship with Amy, I'd like to know that if he knew how unhappy Amy was and that she was sleeping rough and that she was living an extremely unstable lifestyle over there, coming from an unstable home, that why didn't he board a plane and go get Amy? He could have taken it to Spanish courts. He could have taken it to Irish courts. Amy was 15 at the time. The courts would have listened to what Amy would have wanted. And I do believe that they would have ruled in her favour. I would also like to know that the father's so vocal about how much of a good relationship that he had with Amy. I would love to know if he paid child support for Amy and Dean once the divorce was finalised from him and his estranged wife. I would also like to know how many times he visited Spain while she was living in Spain. Because Spain isn't that far from Ireland and you can buy tickets quite cheap, especially if you don't need apartments to stay in. I'd like to have answers to these questions and I'd love to have a conversation with both the parents. But regardless of the treatment of Amy by all of her parents involved, I feel that she must have felt unloved and I do not believe that she ran away. To be honest with you, I believe that we're never going to have answers to what happened to Amy, but I would love to see her body brought home to Ireland and be buried next to her brother. I do believe that Amy is deceased. I do believe that she was murdered and I do believe that her body is buried in a shallow grave somewhere in Spain. I do believe that all those people who were meant to look after her and love her unconditionally did not do that. There has been reports in the paper that Amy was wearing really old and tattered clothes. Sometimes teenagers, um, as we all know, aren't the greatest at shower and teenagers can get a pair of runners that they absolutely love and you could buy them 10 more pairs, all brand new, and they just feel comfortable in these clothes or these runners, so that's what they choose to wear. I believe that the environment at home for Amy, she wasn't happy at home with her mother and stepfather. So that's why she spent so much time out at home. She most probably was being bullied in school and that's why she wasn't going to school. But teenagers can be extremely hard to deal with. And I believe that Audrey and Dave probably felt relieved when she went away to her friends' houses for days at a time. But I do believe that they need to answer all of her parents. That would mean her father, her stepfather and her mother need to answer a lot of questions as to why she wasn't reported missing until the 3rd of January. If she was so close with her father, did he receive a phone call offer on New Year's Day to wish her, wish him a happy New Year's? Or did he ring her? And if he didn't, why didn't he? Amy was his only daughter. And the love that he claims that he had, I can't understand why he wasn't in Spain. I personally don't have any children, but I have two nephews. And if I found out that one of my nephews was in Spain, I was unhappy and was sleeping in fields and was malnourished and hungry and, and neglected I'd be the first one on a flight over to Spain and I would do whatever I had to do to make sure that child was okay and that he was happy and if that means kidnapping him and taking him back to Ireland I probably would do that so I just feel that Amy was let down by everybody that she wasn't loved unconditionally and that's why she resulted in not being reported missing until the 3rd of January unfortunately her only brother Dean was murdered by her stepfather. He has been sentenced for that crime. He has done his time and he's released now. And as far as I know, he's he's actually back up in court again for assaulting somebody else. But I didn't research that, so I couldn't say for a fact. I'd like to know what do you think? Do you think her stepfather 
had something to do with her disappearance or her mother what do you think about her father was he in contact with her throughout that time had he gone to spain to visit her how many times had dean and amy been gone back home to ireland on holidays to visit their their beloved father throughout the years that they were living in spain let me know what you think as i'd like to say happy new year again and thank you very much very much for listening to this podcast on the disappearance of amy fitzpatrick Goodbye.